Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la Muhammadar Rasulullah Ashhadu an la Alhamdulillah <laughs> وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإن لكم في الأنعام لعبرة نسقيكم مما في بطونه من بين فرخ ودم لبنا خالصا سائغا للشاربين صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيب Honorable and respected elders and brothers, the countdown for the month of Ramadan is something that is tangible, it is real, we can see. The countdown for how much of life we have left, that is never known to anyone. So whilst there is a preparation that ought to be made for the month of Ramadan so that we spend it in a manner in which we acquire maximum benefits by way of taqwa, the rida and the pleasure of Allah and of course ultimately Jannah. But together with that, we should try and concentrate on the macro goal and that is how do we prepare to meet Allah wa ta'ala. When we look through the lives of many of the muhaddithin, the great scholars of hadith, we will find amongst them one that shines out, one that sticks out is Imam Abu Dawood rahimahumullah. Imam Abu Dawood rahimahumullah, just a very, very brief profile about him. He was that personality that had known 500,000 ahadith of Rasulullah when they spoke about 500,000 hadith, they spoke about the text of the hadith together with the chain of narrators. He will narrate from the person that he narrated from, that person who narrated from his sheikh, his ustad, from his ustad, from the sahaba, and then from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is how impeccable, number one, the memory was and number two, the care they had taken to learn the ahadith of Rasulullah 
علیہ وسلم اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی کی بس توفیق تو میں قدر ان تو اپریشیئیٹ ایوری ورڈ اف دا حدیث اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ان ایوری ون اف دا سننہ اف اوہ نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہی سیز فرم دیت فائیو ہنڈر تاؤزن احدیث ان ہیز کتاب ان ہیز سنن ابو داود ہی ہیڈ انشرائن فور تاؤزن ایٹ ہنڈر And out of all of that, he said, I looked through the treasures of hadith and I found that there are four that are very basic that will form the fundamental of the life of a believer. If these four can be adhered to together with others, but if these four become the foundation of our lives, then we will find a spiritual progress and a spiritual advancement towards Allah Ta'ala. The truth is, we can spend one life, one life, two lives, maybe ten lives. But just to bring these four ahadid into our lives will require much more than ten lifestyles. But nonetheless, in the short life that we have, we need to aspire and we need to inculcate and bring these four ahadith into our lives. Allah give us the tawfiq, inshallah. The first is a very famous hadith that we hear all the time. Imam Bukhari, rahimahumullah, had begun his compilation with this hadith and many muhaddithin followed suit. Innama al-a'malu binniyat. I'm not going to go into the hadith itself. However, what is the message of this hadith what the implication and how can we bring this hadith into our lives whatever we do we do solely and purely for the sake of Allah now Imam Ghazali has quoted Imam Shafi and then he's expanded on the quotation so I'll go with this there is this ayat in the Quran that gives us a very broad insight into the concept of sincerity the concept of purity of intention the concept of doing things only for the sake of Allah وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَنْعَامِ لَعِبَرَةً O mankind for you certainly there is in animals especially the cows a point of taking heed a lesson that you can learn then Allah subhanahu goes through the process now what Allah is explaining the gist of it is that there are three vessels in the cow these three vessels carry three different substances one is the dung of the cow the second is the blood of the cow And in between the two, Allah Ta'ala says, Lebanon Khalisa. This is where the word Ikhlas comes from. This is the way the word sincerity, to do things for the sake of Allah comes from. That in between the two is Qiyaman. Now when we look at us, our life, our deeds, our actions, sometimes it is motivated by shaitan, And sometimes it is motivated by our own desires and our own personal motives. 
A person can carry out the most meritorious deed. The deed will be a deed. However, sometimes the deed had been motivated by the wrong factors, personal motives, name and fame. Allah forgive us. One example, very very quickly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he speaks about, about Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salatu wa salam when he was sought to be seduced. Yusuf alayhi salatu wa salam runs to the door. Behind is Tulaykha, the wife of the Aziz, the wife of the Prime Minister of Islam. She runs behind him. Ulama have written, both of them were running in the same direction. Both of them had separate motives. Yusuf alayhi salatu wa salam was running away from the disobedience of Allah and she was running towards the although outwardly it seemed as both of them were trying to get to the door. Now this is the important aspect. Two people could be carrying out the same deed. One could be as far as outwardly it may seem as though he is doing more. But the heart is what a person needs to look at. And this is that introspection that myself and all of us need to do. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahumullah has given us a very, very beautiful dua. I'll read the dua if you can learn it, learn it. And if not, you can learn the translation of this dua. Allahumma ja'al a'malana khalisatan liwajhi. Allahumma ja'al a'malana khalisatan liwajhi. If you learn that much, we can apply it. Oh Allah, make all our deeds purely, especially for you. Even if it is sadaqah that a person gives of just one rand, but he does it for the sake of Allah, there is kabuliyah, there is acceptance. A person reads two rakats of salat, he does it for the sake of Allah, there is acceptance. He does whatever, but it is for the sake of Allah, there is acceptance in the courts of Allah. So that is the first hadith. This month of Ramadan is fast approaching us. We know the number of days. We can even calculate the number of hours. But you and I don't know when we're going to leave this world. It may be just that one deed. Just that one deed for the sake of Allah. And that one deed, the courts of Allah is accepted. And that will be sufficient for our emancipation on the day of Qiyamah. In a kitab, the author speaks about a person that had passed on. He was a saintly personality and somebody sees him in a dream. And in that dream, the person asks him, how did Allah Ta'ala deal with you? Now the actual dealing is on the day of Qiyamah. The actual decision will be on the day of Qiyamah. This is a sample, a model that Allah Ta'ala avails us. So he said, he said, Allah wa ta'ala questioned me about many aspects and it was harsh. However, however, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought a little packet. And in that packet was just one handful of sand. And Allah wa ta'ala said to me that when this is going to be put on the scales, it will outweigh every other deed. And by this, I make the decision of Jannah. So the person, the person, 
Ask Allah Ta'ala, Oh Allah, what is the sand about? He said once, just once, you were at the Qabrastan, a person was being buried, you were at the Dhaman process, and you took this one hand, normally people would take two hands if you're not using the spade, you took this one hand, and you threw it into the Qabr, with such a great degree of ikhlas, that by me it is accepted. And because and of that, 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 I will give you Jannah. Then the second day, the second hadith rather, Imam Abu Dawud rahimahumullah speaks about, is the hadith, Min husni islami mari tarkuhu mala ya'ani. From the beauty of the Islam of a person, is he leaves out activities, speech that is futile. Speech and activities that is futile refers to anything that is not going to benefit us in this world and nor is it going to benefit us in the hereafter. Many a time we are mistaken that a certain activity, a certain indulgence is of benefit. But when we ask ourselves what is the benefit, we realize that there is absolutely no benefit whatsoever. Before we go further, Min husni islami al-mar'i the muhaddithin have written that in this part of the hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is giving us a very clear message Min husni islami al-mar'i means that we beautify our deen we beautify the actions of our deen. And how are we going to beautify it? Beautify it by the beauty of the heart. That person who purifies his heart has been successful. And that means that we beautify it with this quality of ikhlas, this quality of sincerity once again. Hassan al-Basri, he was a great tabi'i, a successor of the Sahaba. He had Met many many Sahaba companions of our Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. As a matter of fact, the ulama have written that when we examine his speech, it is so closely in familiarity with the speech of our Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He says, "I met many many Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam." So somebody asked him, "What was the common denominator?" What was that factor that you had found that was common amongst all the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Whether it was an elderly Sahabi in age, a senior Sahabi in rank, a young Sahabi in age, a Sahabi that would have just accepted Islam in the last days of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam? What was that common factor, friends? It was not namaz, salah. It was not a persistence and a continuance of the language of the Quran. But he said, one fact that he had found was they were more meticulous about how they spent their time than how they spent their money. They were more meticulous about how they spent their time than how they spent their money. Wealth may be stolen by other human beings, but time often is stolen by shaitan. Shaitan creates those indulgences in our hearts, in our minds, creates those indulgences and activities in our lives that we feel that we are entitled to having a break, and entitled to chill, and entitled 
still try to do nothing because we need to have done, done, done. But, but we do not understand that this is in actual fact a major factor of distancing ourselves from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The same Hassan al-Basri rahimahumullah has stated, stated that one sign that Allah has turned away from a person, one sign that Allah has turned away from a person is the person's indulgence in futile activities, in frivolous activities. Now we can, I'm not going to go through examples, but each one of us takes stock of our daily lives, how we spend our time, and then we will find that there are many activities we can do without. It's not bringing us any material benefit, nor is it bringing us any benefit insofar as Akhirat is concerned, and that is the definition of frivolous or futile activities. Sayyidina Luqman was that person that was known as Al-Hakim the wise and his wisdom was so accepted by Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enshrined his advices to his son in Surah Luqman somebody asked him what was the reason that you had reached these great heights in his life thousands of people were free to listen to his wise words so he said number one speak the truth whenever we speak speak the truth number two ada'ul amana to fulfill the amanat to fulfill the trust whatever has been entrusted upon us to give that trust to the rightful persons not to hold that trust back. Number three, keep away from mala yani. Tarku mala yani. Keep away from whatever is frivolous, whatever is not giving us benefit in this world or in the Akhirah. We all know his history, his accomplishments at the age of seven with of the Quran. At the age of 10, he had learned the whole Mu'atta, the Hadith Kitab that was compiled by Imam Malik, by the age of 15, he was already giving fatawa and accredited Most people will flock for the matters of deen and they would learn from him. He expressed that there are three factors that will bring us to Allah. Number one and number two are very similar. Number one, sitting in the majadis of the ulama. Sitting in the company of the ulama. Sitting in the company, we're going to learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again, in this beautiful month of Ramadan, that is ahead of us, we will find in the musalla here, or wherever in the masajid, try and search and try to understand this beautiful deen of Islam. When we sit in the company of the ulama, there is a vast difference. One is to become the Google master and try to learn from the internet. There is an aspect of knowledge that we are deprived from Ilm is known. And when it's taken from one person, the and it is transferred to the people. And that is the most important factor. Sometimes we do not remember everything the Morana said. Like how we may not remember what we ate on Monday for lunch or Monday for supper. But definitely there was nourishment in it. There was physical nourishment in it. And that is the beauty of sitting in the company of the ulama. 
futile activities in which there is no benefit materially in this world, no benefit in the hereafter. The last two ahadith, very, very quickly. He says, the hadith of Lalu, he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, La yakoonu mu'mina mu'mina hatta rabshya li asimi ma yarva li nafsi. A believer is not a true believer until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. We all need to ask ourselves, what is it that I love? We love, we love comfort, comfort and see to it that other believers are in a state of comfort. If it is, I love my honor and my interest, then see to it that I do not take away the honor and interest of another person by speaking ill about him, by demeaning him, maligning him, more especially today in social media, it is the press of a button. And the person that is gone down the drain. We don't even know sometimes what are the implications. We need to express the strain in all of this. And the last adding Al Halal Ubayinun Wal Haram Ubayinun it is, it is explicit, it is unambiguous. Similarly, haram is explicit, it is unambiguous. Allah has been very clear about all of them. But between the two are the mujtabihat. In other words, the doubtful things. There are those things that may become doubtful. And what is the hadith? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, keep away from it. If we keep away from that, then obviously we will keep away from haram. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me first of all the tawfiq and Allah ta'ala grant all of us the tawfiq to practice upon this. Those amongst us, in our families, in the ummah, whoever is ill and sick, Allah ta'ala grant them all 